0: You've tuned in to the Bellium Podcast for the week of March 13th, 2022. This is episode 207. From that city by the Salish Sea, I am A.J. Barsay.
1: And straight out of 98226, I am Chris Powell on this episode. Sing along if you know the words, kiddies. Dear land of hope, thy hope is crowned. God make thee mightier yet on sovereign brows. Beloved, renowned, once more thy crown is set. Thine equal laws, by freedom gained, have ruled thee well and long. By freedom gained, by truth maintained, thine empire shall be strong. Are you like me? Do you have no idea what these song lyrics are all about? It's actually the lyrics to Pop and Circumstance. That song that they play when you graduate from one year to the next. Last episode, we went through the 101 course of the Adventure Goji, You graduated. Congratulations. Now it's in the 201 level. We're going to talk more about how to equip your little for outdoor fun, adventure, and learning next on the Bellingham Podcast.
0: And with the bell ring, school is back in session. How are you, Mr. Powell?
1: I'm a -a ring-a-ding-dong dandy (laughs) right now. AJ, how about yourself?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm just uh, hanging in there with the, the kind of the wild ride that is everything... Just everything.
1: Yes. No. I got you. I you know I, I, I enjoyed our previous episode, two hundred six, great area code. Yeah. Uh, and discussing about the the learning about outside outdoor adventures and once again uh so this is gonna be your show uh, i want to be Ooh. i want to be the flavor flave to your chuck d the Jay Briscoe to your mark Briscoe, if you will uh so i'm gonna just add the add the 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 frosting on the bunt cake that is this You're lesson my seasoning I, I i'm happy to be the seasoning not too spicy in some cases because we want to keep this clean without the explicit tag two stars. the two, two stars. stars yes two stars. let's talk about adventure goji the next level
0: well before we do that i do want to give a shout out uh local shout out so i mean much like any other content creator right now um our hopes and prayers and thoughts go out to the ukraine absolutely people and stuff yep um but for a local beat because i wanted to take a different angle a hook as it were um, a tasty hook in this case uh owner and proprietor uh magdalena of magdalena's Yeah. if you haven't been following her and uh because she's polish um and also her staff i think don't quote me on this, Chris. I think half, if not like 80% of her staff is actually either Polish or Ukraine.
1: They're bad. They're worldwide.
0: Yeah. Um, so because of that, uh, and she also has ties back to Poland. Yes. She uh, d- drummed up a lot of support uh, here in the community of donations and food and clothing and stuff um, to be shipped out to Polish uh, families that are, are, are uh, going to be homing uh, temporarily uh, some of the refugees out of the Ukraine. If you're here in the Bellingham area and uh, that that's an effort that you wanted to do and you didn't want to send your 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 um, funds abroad or through some digital portal, um, you might want to hit up Magdalena over at Magdalena's Crapery. At the time of this recording, I don't know if she's still if, if she's doing another round of it or not. But um, you know, you and I have read online a lot of the scams. Magdalena is mm-hmm. part of our 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 um, one. She's the goods, but two. Um, she's in our community. So for those that are listeners and you want to contribute, that would be an avenue I would look at.
1: Magdalena's, uh, crepes are, uh, without a doubt, scam free. Yes. And, uh, in the Fairhaven area around village books, the village green, you will find Magdalena's crepery, uh, whether or not we don't, you know, we haven't checked in with Magdalena lately. We need to have her as a guest on the show. Sometime. We really do. I love you. Magda. Um, go stop by, have a crepe, support a local business. The weather's getting nicer. It's not freezing anymore, at least for the most part, uh, and support, a local business that makes some tasty crepes.
0: Oh yes. All right. So uh, let's. So uh, let's. School is now back in session, Chris. Right. And, and for 201, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of review. Okay. Even though
1: this is episode 207, this is the 201 level. I, I almost level. said 201. I uh, know you episode did. Episode
0: 207. Good catch. So, uh, building off of 206, um, we're, I'm gonna hit on the mountain rules again. And These are the the five rules, and my my son gets one rule every year of of uh, him being alive and going out trekking with his dad. Let's recap. So recap. So rule number one: always listen to data. That's right. Number two: never goof around. Three: always pay attention four. What? What? Four. What? Four. Be careful. Okay. And five, only go as far as you know, as you can get back. Uh,
1: Wise words for life in general.
0: Exactly. So to build up on this, I want to talk about like for, for a lot of people, the, the 201 entrance into the outdoors is okay. You want to go out and you want to go trekking. You want to be in the outdoors. And apart because last episode we talked about parks and just kind of building up so the next thing beyond just walking and getting some miles underneath your feet is just getting out there the safest way go camping
1: uh as opposed to a day trip which would be the one-on-one introductory yep. level let's go overnight if you will
0: exactly and the reason behind this episode is going to be for especially for gear lovers we're going to talk about entry level of kit okay okay so when you are going camping there's lots of different camping and i'm not one of these aficionados that are just like oh you have to like be ultralight and go at least 20 miles in three days not my thing not okay? yet no. that's the 501 level right you are not <laughs> like you can i mean i i have a i have a toyota tacoma throw a, a a blow-up mattress in the back of that and go camp under the stars one of one of and my son was maybe three barely even three at that when we went on a uh, kind of an overland excursion and we were camping on our uh, state, uh, state uh, wildlife and lands, which you're, you can freely camp on. And I didn't have a, a tonneau cover or a, a canopy. And it was during the summer and we just slept in the bed of the truck. And it was funny because my, my son woke up and we we're in dark sky country and just nothing but stars above him. And to this day, it's probably one of his earliest memories is he remembers sleeping under the stars and he mm-hmm. constantly asks me when the, the weather is better, when are we gonna go sleep under the stars again? Today? There you go. And it's those type of essences that I want to build into this. It's not just about you know grabbing a bunch of kit, throwing in the back of your car or vehicle, and then going to a campground and setting up a tent. It's it's more than that. It's what you want your little to take away from that. Absolutely. Okay. But there is a little bit of trepidation. Gear. Well, you want to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by no means. Like I, I grew up sleeping in the beds of trucks. So like that's that. The, I'm comfortable with that. You may not, and that's totally fine. But gear can be a huge. Uh, my my sister in law. I'll use her as an example. Like she really got into to hiking and stuff, and she put together this beautifully. I would love to have a lot of the kit that she had. This ultralight backpack for doing several miles on a forty-liter rig and stuff for one trek. Okay, cool. B- I'll buy once, cry once. I get it. Uh-huh. But f- she uh, wasn't well equipped for doing day treks. Hmm. You know, you don't bring a big, burly, you know, uh, framed backpack if you're going to go do like the Oyster Dome. Sure. So what I want to kind of bring up is try before you buy. So if you don't have kit, REI is a great place to go and start. Okay, they have a rental section. It's reasonably priced. Even um, yours truly, I don't care. I I don't keep all my mountaineering gear. I don't have mountain crampons or an ice axe. I go and rent that stuff. Even I do. Great for those
1: minimalists out there that don't want to buy that. Try before you buy. Yeah. And uh, if it's REI, I'm sure they have great quality gear for rent.
0: They totally do. Uh, and so, like the other thing is, um, in, in uh, I'm not I'm not saying this is my sister in law, but like I've seen with a lot of other people, they'll go and they'll buy based off of reviews and the picture of what they want them to be as a hiker versus what they should be using as a hiker. Sure. So for instance, like I, uh, up until the, the St. Helens Trek, I'd not use an ice axe. Okay. It, you know, had the, the general principles, but as for length of, of ice axe, next time that I do it, I'm actually gonna get a longer one than the one that I, I checked out. And again, you won't it's it's easier to rent it and try it and find that out with your ergonomics because you can read all the reviews in the world like I did and still come up one inch short of your of your ice axe.
1: And as you're doing all the research and learning and and educating yourself about that, experience, firsthand experience is the best kind of wisdom. Bingo. And you can go from there with works with what your situation is. AJ, you're a svelt uh strapping young lad. I'm a big burly eighth of a ton kind of mamma-jama. what works for you may not necessarily work for me because, oh by the way, my wingspan sure. is—it's uh, it, safe to say—is longer than yours. Sure. And that one inch that you would be missing with the ice axe is probably more like twelve inches off yeah. for me. And so it, it is. And, and then the weight for uh, a single mom with a couple kiddos. Here's Hoping you won't be going to Mount St. Helens on your first overnight camping no, excursion, no. but what works for me may not necessarily work for a single mom who's uh hopefully much more petite than 6'3", <laughs> 250, uh, or whatever, and the kiddos, uh, for that. But um, moving on,
0: yeah. So the other thing is, uh, so sheltering, of course. So, um, I see this also tents like there's you get the the glamping style tent where it's like you have the bump outs and all this other jazz. Versus just like uh, uh, a single dome, right? Again, you may not need either end of that spectrum or something in between. You don't have to go name brand, okay? You just get what makes you comfortable and comfortable for your your affordability uh, for doing this long term because you want this to be sustainable.
1: Consider this an encouragement from the Bellingham podcast to try something out. Yep and learn from what you got
0: and then improve upon uh, afterwards. The other way that I would say going about this if you're not gonna rent, is here in the Pacific Northwest, there's this other motive that we have. See, if you were to go down any suburban, say, cul-de-sac with garage doors open in any given day in March or April, you would notice that most of our garages look like an REI outlet. (laughs) Go to garage sales. Okay. Yes. Um. I told the story about my son getting his his uh, trekking pole. We found it at a garage sale. Okay, and he bought it, and it became his piece of kit. Yes. You can find some great deals and great kit in this area because everybody here who's in this ethos is constantly turning over equipment. Lightly used, get some use out of it, get some experience out of it, and then you've tried before you'd had to buy it.
1: And then also don't discount, no pun intended, the the thrifting that we have available in Bellingham as well. You might find some uh, wonderful hidden bargains Mm -hmm. uh, in some uh, other discount shops.
0: Yep. The last one I would say is Ask a Neighbor. Uh, so like for instance, our, uh, one of our own neighbors, uh, I will be taking him out on a trek to a certain waterfall here soon. He doesn't have a good pair of hiking boots. Him and I happen to have the same foot size, got an extra pair of boots. He doesn't know it yet, but he's getting an extra pair of boots from me. <laughs>
1: wrote a song about it. Like the here, here it go. <laughs>
0: you know, get, you know, borrow or, or just, you know, ask your neighbor because nine times out of 10, we probably have gear and I'll hook you up, you know? There you go. So outside of the kit, there's one other thing I need to throw in there and that is, a good radio. Yes. Like, you know, maybe set to KMRE 102.3 FM.
1: On that FM dial, they are community powered. Or if you happen to have cellular signal, get your app for the internet tuner set to KMRE.org and listen to all of the fine programming 24 7, including and most especially Saturdays at 3 p.m. when they'll broadcast this humble episode
0: over the airwaves, wherever you might be. Building on to my 201 kit. Think about if you have a sub 5 year old. Some of the things that I I did incorporate into this kit outside of just a tent and stuff. One, when you're packing, make them pack with you. That way they get that experience of what does it take to go away from the house and stay away from the house. You know, like food. How much food do we need?
1: As you're working with a a little who may have various levels of attention spans, yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. How should you should if you're a parent with a little and this may be your first outing would you want to over prepare or over pack versus under pack?
0: Uh, so if you're doing like a weekend like let's say you're doing two nights type okay. of thing, um, pack like you're going to stay for three nights. Okay. okay, so a little bit more Just than bit what more. is uh, expected because. Um, is just so that you're comfortable and your family is comfortable. Sure. Uh, however many is in your family, and that way also, if something goes awry, you blow a tire or whatever, or God forbid, your vehicle doesn't start up. Uh, well, yes. you've you've got extra supplies until AAA finds you, right? Exactly. That type of a thing. Cool. I, I'm I'm more of a proponent of that because you don't know what might happen. And then you kind of figure, it, again, as you keep going out with different pieces of kit, you kind of figure out what your essentials are. You kind you can minimalize down. Don't start as a minimalist in this uh, adventure because you won't know what you'll really need until you, like you said, you gain the experience.
1: You know, it's, it's like when you're starting a new exercise regimen. Yeah. You would buy... The cool uh, clothes to wear that mm-hmm. will make you get get the incentive to go out and and burn up some calories. The Rock, baby. There you go. Uh, well, The Rock. <laughs> it's it's taken him a few years to get to that level, uh, but no, I mean his apparel. But oh, that's cool. the Rock apparel. Yes, gotcha. Uh, but you know, if you have if you don't have the um, high quality premium shoes that one might find at Fairhaven Runners, for example, a fine store in Fairhaven, a fine for the, store for those who are running. You get on just a pair of shoes. Hey, Polly. There you go. And, uh, you know, you knock out some miles, but you get the experience. That's, I yep. think, my main a, a bit of advice is you got to be able to log the time, log the experience, yes. the number of times out and about. And then you can decide, you know, I really didn't need that, but I really could have prospered with this. Yes. And so
0: that, you go from there. So the other thing kind of going with attention span is once you're out in the woods, okay, keeping them busy. I don't understand people going out in the woods and then they bring their iPad so that their kid can play in the tent on the iPad. I don't get that. I, As a technologist, I don't get it, okay? There is so much more other stuff that you can do outdoors. Now, I made the joke about Camry and the radio. I've mentioned before. Kit up just a, an FRS radio, family radio service radio. You don't need an FCC license to, to operate them. They're small little radios because you may be in a place like one of the places I'm going to mention later, and there is no cell service. I don't care what carrier you've got, okay? And so just so that your kiddo can at least walk the trails around your campsite, wherever that might be, it gives them the experience of being away, but still Safe. It's a
1: lot, it's very easy to default to a screen Mm -hmm. in this current society because we've been indoors for quite some time so long. But uh, this could be a great opportunity for the littles and the bigs to get reacquainted with a a term called play Mm -hmm. and uh, safe play, of course. But to be able to use the imagination to pick up a, a, a stick. And that is your walking stick like Gandalf as you are, you know, crossing over the Shire or something like that. Let your mind explore and instead of default going to what the defaults were when you're in the creature comforts of home Uh,
0: in, in that kit for your sub five-year-old, get them a magnifying glass. There you go. Okay. Just something fun that they can see bugs bear. Okay. Just, just that alone hours of enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, along those same lines, a good pair of binoculars. Uh, and I've, I've kind of stumbled into this. We were, we were on Whidbey Island and we were at this little cafe and they had a pair of binoculars at the booth that we were at. And, um, my son was probably two and he hoisted these huge binoculars yes. and he was just, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he was just babbling, but he was telling us a story of whatever he saw in those binoculars. There you go. And so ever since then he's had his own little pair of binoculars, um, just, you know, kid toy ones. You can usually get them for about 25 bucks. A company that I found, and I really want to get a pair of, are a pair of Knox. Have you seen these? How do you spell this, Nox? NOC? N-O-C. N-O-C. Yeah, N-O-C-S, like by Nox. Oh, oh, there you go. Um, they've got these great, um, I think they're like nitrogen-filled, so they float. Um, they're rugged, you know, they're, they're, uh, brightly colored or they can come in black as Chris Powell approved. Yes. Um, and they come in an eight, uh, eight X magnification or a 10 X magnification, which bigger is not always better. Um, and I've got a link in the sub stack to, uh, that kind of goes over why an eight X magnification might be a little bit better for some folks. Um, but get them stuff that they can go around and look and, and have them tell you what they are discovering. What are you seeing? Yeah. Be your own little Jacques Cousteau or be your own little Bear Gryllis.
1: One of the things that you mentioned in the previous episode and in your presentation, which we have a link to in the previous episode, substack, was with them with a little camera or their perspective, you get a different perspective of life through their eyes. Mm -hmm. And that could be, invaluable, Mm -hmm. highly valuable as time goes on and you're starting to see your little turn into a big. Uh, My beautiful wife and I are starting to see that with our little, who's not as little anymore. Uh and like where she used to be a little shrimpy. Yeah. And those days and these memories to see life through their perspective, those binocs could be a really good uh way to help
0: them yeah share with you what they're experiencing. And batteries are n- uh, never needed nor included. Oh, that's good. So the other thing that I'll I'll add to this is getting them in the water. Um, that's a skill. Um my son's still working on swimming. Here in the Northwest, and I remember this as a kid too. Uh, my dad would always bring me to our rivers and lakes and stuff, and mostly glacial-fed. Thanks, pops. Yeah. And that blue water was always frigid, and I never could stay in long enough to really, you know. You mean you mean like natural water up on the mountain is cold? Yeah, yeah, it really, really is. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. How about uh, that? Yeah, hypothermia is a thing. <laughs> so, uh, growing up, I, I got my son, and I also got myself one a three mil wetsuit, just a shorty, meaning that it's got cut off knees and cut off arms. Okay. Um, and it just keeps your core. Um, is a little bit warmer. They're really inexpensive. You don't have to go to like a big scuba shop or anything like that. You can find it on out uh, online retailers, usually around a hundred bucks for an adult suit, male or female. Um, and for kids, you can get them usually for about twenty or thirty bucks for a two mil or a three mil wetsuit.
1: Small investment. You might be yeah. able to also. Uh, could it, there be rental opportunities available? In some yeah, cases? If, you,
0: if you're in an area like um, probably like around Anacortes or maybe even ours, most scuba shops are going to have like full kit. These scuba are, shops. There yeah, you go. Well, yeah. You know, dive shops. Uh-huh. Um, but no, just get. Um, if you're one of those people that love the water but always feel like you're cold, just go get a get a wetsuit. They're, uh, you know inexpensive if you're getting something like a shorty uh and then I also throw in there a pair of goggles um like I said I, I like to you know as I mentioned in my presentation stuff I like to dive free dive and stuff and getting them a pair of goggles they immediately get the Jacques Cousteau effect like there's a rock underwater there's a fish there's a crawdad you know it's that type of thing if you're not a person who likes to go under the water um Find a blow up paddle board and those, um, if you can rent them as well, if not, they're usually about, you know, a blow, a good one with a, a, a dual cylinder pump, probably about $300 ish hmm. if you want to buy it. Um, and there's lots of places around here, like our bullet Donovan, they have a, a place where you can rent them during the summer season and right. stuff.
1: I see a lot of those, uh, stand up paddlers, yeah. uh, over there on Ballingham Bay Yep, and, uh, and other areas, probably good to try it in a safe area first,
0: like Lake Wacom
1: and gain that experience before Correct. you head out there. Yeah.
0: Like, Wacom Wacom's your Huckleberry. Yep. So, uh, that's what I've got for the kit for your sub five. Uh, and then let's start with locations. So that going right to the, the SUP, stand up paddleboarding, and and good diving lakes. Silver Lake, which is in between us and Mount Baker. Yes, um, it's a I, well, I think it's a Whatcom County owned park, so you don't need any Discover Pass or anything like that. And there's also cottages there that you can rent out and stuff. And there's also uh, you can rent some gear from the, the lodge that's right there. But it's great for paddleboarding and diving and just you know tooling about our own Lake Whatcom. Um, As I've stated many times, and uh, especially on Father's Days, we usually go diving uh, and I drudge up all the garbage that filthy humans leave in our drinking water. What a nice service on a day that celebrates you as a daddy-o. Yep. And then to escalate this even more, to go out into the North Cascades and go to Diablo. Um, That area, there's plenty of places that you can truck camp or paddleboard or... Just get out and hear bird calls, and use Merlin or the, the, some of the other stuff that I mentioned in the previous episode. Now, if all of that is just like AJ, I'm I'm still barely. I, I got a C plus in your 101. Can you can we start with some intermediate urban stuff? I got you covered. Okay, Locust Beach here on Bellingham. If you head to Los, Locust Beach. And then head back south, if I recall, you're going to hit uh, the Offspray uh, shipwreck. Okay. So if you want to take your little and have them feel like they are finding a pirate ship, it's totally not a it's, pirate they're ship. They're looking for the treasure from One-Eyed Willie, yo. Exactly. The Goonies never say die. That's our local shipwreck um, that is beached on, on, on shore and stuff. And it's a good, I think, mile and a half-ish round-trip hike. Um, and it's right there on the beach, a Royal park, a Royal park is your gateway to a lot of tougher hikes because it will get you up to things like Raptor Ridge. And I think it does spur up to the oyster dome on a longer trek. also pine and cedar lakes, et cetera. Um, Larrabee state park, uh, which uh, you, you have your choice. You can use Larrabee state park as a jump off to go up a mountain, say towards the oyster dome, or you can go down to the beach. So you, you can pick your, your, uh, pick your poison as it were. There you go. To get out of Bellingham, head towards Fidalgo Bay or Anacortes and hit up Washington Park. Okay, I love Washington Park. You can park there and run the bluffs or there's a nice trail system or whatever. Again, it's all about getting out and getting either experiences or miles under your belt to get that acclimation. And
1: so as we're thinking
0: about getting
1: out and about for something like this, you want to keep in mind there are going to be other people that want to get out and about too. Oh, yeah. And when we're talking about state parks, there may be a a fee associated with it or reservations because like Costco on a Saturday afternoon, a lot of people are going to want to flood that area to, to do that. So get your reservations in early if you're thinking, you know what, this is something that the weather's going to be nicer coming up soon. I want to be able to make sure that we're not disappointed or having a letdown. Also, there, in addition to state parks, there might be a fee based, uh, you know, membership style thing. If you happen to be a member of KOA Campgrounds of America, over in Linden, if you go up north, mm-hmm. uh, in Linden, there's a fine KOA campground that is, I would say, really easy going to get familiar with the camping lifestyle with your with your little. Uh, you may want to check out uh, on the website. You know, duck, duck, go it, kiddies. Uh, I got faith in you. But uh, there may be a fee involved for that as well. But just take a look around and see what might be a place. By the way, if you happen to have any friends that have a rather extensive yard around, maybe you can have a a trial run in a safe place that that has some indoor plumbing in case there may be some uh, difficulties with the kiddos getting used to being outdoors uh, for an extended amount of time. I'm just thinking realistically because when I was a little – I wasn't much for being out in the wilderness. I liked the creature comforts of home. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we want to make sure that you know we we cover all bases, if you will.
0: No, that's that's a good way to even test runs the equipment that you either rent or you buy or you rummage sale for. Yep. Is try it in your own backyard before, especially tents. If you're not familiar with tents, definitely try it before you bring it out because you don't want to be out there and be like, I think we're missing a pole or something.
1: I've been, I've been told that I am intense in a, a lot of cases. Intense. Ha ha. So what else you got?
0: Uh, the last one is for those, cause I going from either, uh, diving lakes or, or, you know, being around water, then you've got the intermediate urban stuff for those that are really wanting to deep steep themselves in forest bathing. I wanted to give, um, my three hits for, uh, intermediate forest trail hikes. Um, and, the the first one's Bagley and Chain Lakes, which is up there at Baker. It's right below um, Artist uh, Artist Point and um, uh, Table Mountain. Uh, you can go as far as you want uh, because what's nice about it is you start um, on the, the the Bagley or Chain Lakes, and it's basically a loop. Or you can go way on out uh, if if you out yonder if you really want to. So you can, for the more advanced. Correct. I'm not putting that into 201, but I'm saying Bagley and Chain Lakes is a good uh, good route. Uh, the sandwich overlook to the Oyster Dome. That route specifically, Mister Powell, you should know very yeah, well. Yeah, I know it rather well. Um, Tune into episode 200 about that one. And because I know we have some listeners that are on the east side of the state, yeah, uh, the and Pitcher. I love the and Pitcher, and especially if you want to try to do some, uh, you know, basic scrambling or or, or bouldering up uh, those boulders, so you can get a good view of the uh, Spokane River. Definitely would do that as well. Very
1: cool. Now, dear listener, do not pack up your gear. Class is not dismissed yet. Stay in your seats. We've got one more thing to cover, and that is...
0: Well, this is a pop quiz known as Quality Assurance, because these picks are picked for you by Professor Powell and Professor Barsay for your Quality Assurance.
1: That's right. AJ, what do you got on this Quality Assurance this time?
0: Um, So on the whole Disney Plus wagon, uh, my son has fallen in love with um, an adventurer by the name of Albert Lin. OK, so Albert Lin is uh, and uh, I'm pulling a quote from his site, award winning explorer of the National Geographic Society, a serial entrepreneur, a UCSD scientist and storyteller. Wow. So this is a this is a, a faculty, I believe, I believe he's faculty of US uh, UCSD. So U- University of California, San Diego. Yep. And um, he's also a technologist in his own right. He's done a lot of research in LIDAR. And um, he's also an amputee. He has a bionic leg. Cool. But he does global expeditions with a capital E to find lost cities using technology. All right. So his his wheelhouse is LIDAR, both aerial and uh, ground LIDAR.
1: For the for the folks at home who may not know what LIDAR is, what does that stand for again? Well,
0: uh, LIDAR, well, I don't remember what it actually stands for, but basically it's light, uh, light emitting radar, basically. Oh. So if you think of the back of the iPad, phone 13 pro or the ipad pros there's an extra sensor that will let you map things in your house or, or in the in the physical world um, you can also do it by the by air and what that allows you to do is cut through foliage because oh. as you fly over at different angles light can get through the canopy and map the terrain underneath. And just like a layer, you can reduce the canopy. LIDAR! So in that, he has helped um, other research scientists and anthropologists and stuff to find Lost Cities all around the world. Uh, And it's absolutely amazing. Um, So Lost Cities with Albert Lin and then any of them. Um, He is an excellent storyteller. And it's just, my son, I think he's watched everything that Albert has come up with. Excellent adventures. That's it. What well, about you,
1: Chris? What, with all this talk about camping and all of the uh, sitting in class, listening to professor Bar uh, educate us. I've gotten kind of hungry and, uh, my quality assurance is for, a, I would say somewhat new place here in town. Uh, Funny thing happened last week to my lovely wife and myself and our cute little uh, niece who we were uh, hanging out with. We were all hungry and it was time on a Friday night to go get some food to eat. And funny enough, our seven-year-old niece likes Vietnamese pho noodle soup. Right on. Awesome. Where do we go? Soy house. Cool. Yep. Problem. On Friday night in Bellingham... We go to Soy House around dinner time. Oh. someone ra- someone rang the triangle, coming in it, and every spot in the Soy House parking lot was full. Yeah, uh, the, you know didn't want to get into a hangry situation, so we thought for Plan B. The other uh, one of the other noodle soup uh, restaurants is over on Samish Way. Uh, that's Fun uh, ninety nine. Yep. Uh, near Sehome Hagen. Well, that's a takeout only, and oh. while they do have. Outstanding noodle soup. There were only a few cars in the dry, in the parking lot. I'm thinking, great. Oh, then I saw the sign take out only. And then I happened to recall reading about a new place in Seahome Village. Hmm. And I took we took a chance and we drove uh by Seahome Starbucks near REI and Busara in, in okay. that Seahome Village. And right next to Insomnia Cookies. Oh, that wasn't dinner, but it was dessert. There's a place called Three uh, 360. And they have a cute little logo with the O, you know, Fa and 360. Uh, no waiting. Huh. Plenty of tables available. Okay. Got our order taken and noodle soup delivered in about 12 minutes total. Oh, hot. So, case in point, great environment. Okay. Tasty noodle soup. And you didn't have to wait. Ladies and gentlemen of the Bellingham Podcast <laughs> Army. You don't have to go where everyone else is going. We want to do a little bit of research to see what else is out there. And in some cases, going to one of the alternative or lesser known venues might get you served quicker, might get you your gut uh, happier with the food delivered quicker. And it might be a a more fun experience than waiting for uh, 30, 35 minutes for your table to be ready.
0: Pop quiz, Chris. Pop quiz what was the crisp palaproof approved pho that you ordered?
1: I went with uh, the typical chicken pho. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, noodle, I don't, when I try out a new place, I'm going to go with something traditional just to kind of get a vibe for the experience. Gotcha. Um, the chicken pho, the seafood pho, you know, it's all good. They got the kid's portion size. Oh, good. And they got a bunch of other, uh, you know, things as well. Um, yeah, it was a really good experience. So. Awesome. Quality. Quality in Bellingham. That's our restaurant life right there. Let's wrap this up.
0: Yep, that wraps it up for this 207th edition of the Bellingham podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, You might be listening to us on KMRE, 102.3 FM.
1: And we are streaming all over the darn place at KMRE.org. Saturdays at 3 p.m. in a lot of cases, but also tune in all the time to listen to some fine quality local programming.
0: Yep. And on that note, check your GPS and make sure it's got batteries. I'm AJ Barsay.
1: And always brush and floss after eating. I'm Chris Powell. (laughs) Thanks. I don't know. I just made it up. Uh, Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Dude, now I want fuck. Of course, it's worth it. I know a place we can go.